Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, Ministry of Greater Works Christian Church, right here in beautiful Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. Here, I will discuss theology, doctrine, politics, social and cultural issues, pretty much anything I feel like talking about. But basically, I flip tables. Please remember to download each episode. That's very important. Download each episode. Hold on tight. It's going to be a bumpy ride. So yesterday, my last podcast, I dealt with toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. What toxic masculinity (laughs) supposedly is. I laugh because, you know, it's funny. Men have been uh, men, just men acting like men, doing things of men, for thousands of years, thousands of years. Some would say millions of years, but thousands of years. And then all of a sudden, here we get in, you know, year 2000 and beyond. We're here now in 2023. And suddenly, what men have been doing for thousands of years, that built great societies, that won wars against horrible tyranny, that's protected people, now suddenly is toxic. So yes, men out there, if you are masculine in any way, act like a man in any way, you are toxic. I know. That's been normal uh, masculinity for thousands of years, but now suddenly it's toxic. And why? Well, because some woman who is threatened by us said so. And um, now, granted, please don't misunderstand me. Men are responsible for a lot of pain and suffering in the world over time. Uh, Most of the rapists are men, murderers, men, things of that nature. Uh, When you talk about spousal abuse, now granted there's a lot of women that are responsible for spousal abuse and even child abuse, but a lot of that doesn't go reported simply because it's the woman. But nonetheless, men, because they're physically stronger and such, if they're gonna engage in such horrible activity, it's usually much worse. If a 120 pound woman jumped on my back and started pounding on me. I can take a little bit more of that beating than if I jumped on that same woman and and hit her with that same, um, in the same manner. So uh, I'm not saying it's right in any way, of course, but it's going to get reported more likely if a man does it. So nonetheless, men are responsible for a lot of uh, pain and suffering in the world in that regard. And those types of things, I would agree, that would be toxic masculinity. If a man ever hits a woman, well, You know, they call it toxic masculinity in a situation like that, but that's not real true masculinity on any level, toxic or otherwise. Because what that did, what that male did is he gave up his man card and became something far less than a man. And uh, and those are the types of things that, yes, are toxic, but I wouldn't call that toxic masculinity. I'd just call that a toxic individual that needs to be taken behind the woodshed and beat down. You know, if you ever raise a hand to a woman, uh, men, you're not a man, you're a male at best. And I look for the time when true men, true men rise up and start grabbing those uh, failed men, take them behind the woodshed, as we would say, and do to them what they've been doing to their, to their ladies in their life. You know, give them the beat down that they deserve. But true masculinity, see, true masculinity doesn't harm women or children. True masculinity protects And unfortunately, because of a few bad apples among us, it's sort of like with the police 
you have a few bad apples and suddenly the whole police department or the whole sheriff's department is wicked and evil and they call them they have a gang all to themselves no you have like two dudes that are jerks everybody else is doing a fantastic job but you're measuring you use those two jerks as the measuring stick for everybody. And that kind of nonsense has to stop because that just shows the absolute ignorance of the people doing that. So anyways, I want to talk about masculinity today. Uh, My last podcast, we talked about toxic masculinity and all that nonsense. But I want to talk about what it is to be a real man. There's some males out there that maybe have had a hard time understanding what a true man is supposed to look like and act like. And it's often because they haven't had a real um, positive, I should say, role model, male role model in their life. Uh, It's unfortunate when, and I've heard this scenario, I'm going to throw out a scenario too, and I've heard this so many times over the years that that it's it's still heartbreaking and yet it's disgusting. And I, I don't, I'm not saying it's disgusting towards the people that have shared this with me or lived through it, but to the men or the males that have, that have, thrown this stuff or used this and used these little kids. Anyways, let me share it with you. So it's usually like this single mom and she starts dating or marries some dude. She has children, single mom, and that dude comes into the life, not so much because he's interested in mom, but he's interested in the children. Sometimes he's a pervert that likes little girls. Sometimes he's a pervert that likes little boys. Now, please don't misunderstand. There's some fast, fantastic um, stepdads out there that are doing a great job raising their stepchildren as if they were their own children that would never harm them, never touch them, never do anything to hurt them. So my hat goes off to you fellas that are doing that. I'm talking about the perverts out there that only are interested in getting a single mom marrying or being with a single mom because they really want to get to the children you guys are perverts and again woodshed time out behind the woodshed we could take care of the perverts just get out of our way uh um you didn't see anything we take care of those perverts nonetheless here's what i've heard this so many times directly and indirectly so mom either starts dating or marries some guy stepdad or boyfriend comes into the boy's life takes them under their wing, starts really treating them really well, buying them lots of goods, spending a lot of time with them just to groom them, win their trust, and then molest them. And I've heard this over and over and over again. And what it does in the hearts and the minds and the lives of those young men is often really tweaks them. Well, now they don't know what it is to be a real man. They don't know. Sometimes they'll turn to anger and violence and become like that, you know, whether they get involved in a gang or not. Uh, but they became they become like that violent, uh, almost like a gang member kind of person that's out there, you know, doesn't want to go to school, doesn't want to listen to authority, uh, criminal activity, maybe end up in jail or even worse, uh, end up in the grave because of their activity, because they don't know how to be a man. Sometimes they become very soft and almost feminized and, and, and even uh, dip into homosexuality or the LGBT thing. Why? Because again, if a man treats a little boy like he would a woman sexually, they often start seeing themselves in that manner where they could put connect those dots or not is irrelevant. They often see themselves that way and they take upon the, themselves those traits. And I've met with, spoke to many men, young men especially, that have gone through that exact thing. 
I was molested by my stepfather. I was molested by my mom's boyfriend, you know, and and unfortunately, ladies, you, you bring these creeps into your life. Number one, what are you doing with them? And number two, what are you doing bringing them into your children's life? You, you, if you haven't figured out that they're creeps, then you have such terrible, stop trying to find a man and let somebody else who has better discernment, a little bit wiser than you find a man for you, all right? <clears throat> Anyways, for another podcast, don't get me started. So they often, these young men develop these, the either ladylike, either violent tendencies, criminal tendencies, or ladylike. Now that's not 100%. There are some people that have been able, there's some men that have been able to recognize, wait a minute, um, I don't want to be the criminal. I don't want to be the lady boy. I need to know what it's like to become a real man and they will seek what it is to become a real man and they'll work on it and they do a phenomenal job i'm thinking of a few people right now i don't want to name their names only because i did not get permission to use their names in this context but someday i will i hope to have them on this podcast where they can give their story and share it with you what it means but so what i want to speak to is those who have had that background and whether they've engaged in some uh you know maybe more criminal hard uh, you know activity or they've become a little bit softer and maybe struggle with their sexual identity on the other end and become more you know just for lack of better words more uh feminine and they're wondering what does a real man look like what does a real man do how do they how do they live out their life day to day to day to day you know and i want to help you with that you know so if you ever have that question or you just maybe you had a great father but you're still asking what can i do to be a really a, a man a real true masculine man a good man what does that look like so I'm going to run down some things just to help you. This is not an exhaustive list, and I'm not going to be able to, in the next 20 minutes, give you the rundown of absolutely everything. But I can give you enough, I believe, to at least get you started. Number one and the most important, and this would go for every male, every man, young man. I don't. It doesn't matter if you're 15 or if you're 80. This is a principle that works for all of us at every period of our life, and it's so important that we often skip over this. Number one, find some real men and hang out with them. Befriend them. Go to coffee with them. Find some, you know, using that word and that term, mentors in masculinity. Now you say, well, that's cool. Where do I find them? You can find them in, in a lot of places that we sometimes don't even think, okay? And I know I keep pumping my gym, and I'm going to pump my gym. Um, CrossFit Inner Chamber right here in Lancaster, California. Love it because the men that attend this gym and the men that are coaches there, and the, and the ladies are fantastic too, but I'm focusing on men. The ladies are fantastic. These are true men. Uh, when I talk to uh, like Josh Washington, he's a coach, and he's much younger than me. I believe he's 23, 24, somewhere around there. And he just got married. I'm very proud of him. Just got married. Every time I see his now new wife, and I, I ask him, is he taking care of you? Is he treating you right? Is he taking care of you? And every time she has a big smile, yes, he's taking really good care of me. I say, if he ever treats you wrong, you let me know. I'll be, you, I want to be the first person you tell. Now, why am I doing that? Okay, number one, I like Josh a lot, and Josh is a great guy, all right? And I really like his wife. Linda, a lot. They're, they're a great couple, wonderful couple. I just love being around them. And in a in a weird way, this is just the way I'm wired because I've 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 learned 
I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I've learned some things about being a man, and a, a real man is a protector of women and children, especially their own, their own wives and their own children, but all women, all children, real men are protectors. So when I see uh, this young wife now, it is I look at her almost in a kind of like father-daughter kind of sense, and my initial reaction or my initial um action is to make sure she's protected that's number one number two this is a young couple they're going to have make a lot of mistakes they're going to have to jump through a lot of hoops they're going to have to learn one another and and of course that's a lifelong process but when you're first married those of you who are you know married you understand those first three to five years learning one another and making the adjustments and especially that first year after you get off that honeymoon stage boy it's a big learning curve and i understand that so I'm not doing this to like, I'm going to go threaten Josh. I'm going to go beat him up. That's not, I, I have fun with it. Of course I do. I have fun with it. You know, I poke fun at him and all that. But I do it because if, if at any point I see or feel or hear that there's some issues that I can step in and help as a mentor, as someone just a little bit older, somebody who's been there, then I'm going to step in and maybe pull Josh aside. And, 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 and Josh, if you hear, ever hear this, I'm only using you as an example. I'm not saying that you, and, and this guy's fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying that he's going to have those types of problems. I'm not saying I'm ever going to have to be there. But I am I am throwing this out there for both of them that, that, that if you ever need me, I am here and to help on any level that I possibly can. But I'm just using them as an example. This wouldn't just be them. This would be anybody. My church is full of young couples. And there's sometimes when there's issues, I have to step in and say, okay, what's going on? Let me help, okay? And thank God, thank God, at least to this point that I know of, um, we haven't had to deal with the uh, spousal abuse. Um, you know, we've had to deal with some issues that have arisen just because people are learning one another, but no abuse, thank God. So anyway, so I could step in on that. So uh, be around men like Josh, like Daniel Jew, people, and you, I don't know these people, will go to find a good, uh, uh, like a gym, where where you can not only work out and get your physical work done. When you start doing the physical work and start working on yourself physically, not I'm not saying you have to be a bodybuilder. I'm not saying you have to go lift 500 pounds to be a real man. It, lifting the weight or a, a, a certain level of weight, that's not doesn't make you any more or any less of a man. But typically speaking, when you're in a gym, a good gym, a gym that really cares about health and fitness and such, and not just physique, but health and fitness, you're going to find that you're going to be around men that are a little bit more masculine. All right. And and what I love about these guys, Josh and Daniel and, and the other guys that are there, um, Sean, the owner and everything, they, these are all guys that are protectors. They're they're protectors. They're good uh, um, providers. They're men. Perfect? Well, of course not, but they're men. And so the Bible says iron sharpens iron, okay? So when you're around other men and and you want to become a better man, well, you find other men to be around and who you are as a man sharpens them and who they, they are as a man sharpens you. So that's just one area, one place. You know, another place is find some uh, um, military people, some vets, especially vets, people that have been in uh, the military, through the military, and are out this side of it and, and making things happen in the real world now, the civilian world, I should say, and hang out with them. Their training, who they are, their discipline, it'll start rubbing off on you. You know, it, it, for you very young people, 
you might want to consider going into the military. Now, our military isn't what it used to be, but it's still a great place to learn discipline and those types of things as a man. If you don't want to go into the military, you're too old or whatever, find some vets, all right? Are they, again, are they going to be perfect? No, but they have something powerful to bring to the table that'll help you and I sharpen the iron of masculinity. So, so hang out with people like that. I've always told people, you know, and, and, and please don't misunderstand this. I'm not trying to be in any way demeaning to anybody. But if you want to lose some weight, don't go to an overweight person and ask their advice. Because if they really knew how to lose some weight, they wouldn't be in that situation in the first place. Now, the only exception is, is if they were actually really bigger and they're in the process of losing weight. They might still be somewhat big, but they're, you know, like the person who goes from 500 pounds to 300 pounds. Well, he knows what he's talking about. All right. And you can catch him still when he's he's working through it and learn how did you lose those 200 pounds? That worked. But the perpetually big person, if they really knew what they were talking about, they would employ those things and not be in that situation to begin with. So find people that are already producing what you want to produce. And since we're talking about masculinity, find men who are truly have the characters and the qualities of a true man and follow their example. Learn from them, you know? And, and so what can you do be, to become a better man? More ma uh, become more masculine yourself. Again, get into a gym, start working out. You don't have to worry about being a bodybuilder, but just by getting in shape, your confidence boosts. When you can walk, get up and get down without pain in your joints, it does something to your confidence. It's a strange thing. When you do start, you know, getting a little chiseled, and again, you don't have to be super ripped. You just start seeing something. You, there's confidence that's built. Be a better husband. Again, well, how do I become a better husband? Number one, find people that you know are great husbands, that are great husbands, great providers, strong in the home, but not overbearing. And if you still can't find that, or and this you can do anyways as well, go get a, a get online, find some good Christian-based uh, marriage material, you know, and because they have DVDs and they have all kinds of books. They have, if you're not much of a reader, they have them uh, um, where you can watch the videos and all that stuff and watch these things and learn and then start to put into practice those things that you learn. You know, how to have a better marriage, how to be a better husband. Same thing, how to be a better father. Uh, I don't know how to be a good, my, my, my dad wasn't even around or he was terrible. Okay, learn from other good fathers, ask them. If you don't know, again, there's so many resources in our day and age. And if you need resources on many of these things, especially if you're struggling with sexual issues. And by the way, Real men, listen to me, males, listen to me, men, true men, true men, do not get involved in porn on any level. So if you're involved in porn, even if it's the occasional, you know, oh, let me just look at some pictures on the internet for a few minutes. No, because it, be, it, it destroys who you are as a real man. It destroys marriages. It destroys your image of your wife and it destroys your own self-image. It's much worse than just, my wife will be mad at me if she catches me. It's much worse than that. It's so demeaning that a real man, another uh, reason why a real man would never look at porn is because true men are protectors of women. True men don't exploit women. That's why true men don't go to prostitutes because that's exploitation of women. True men will never touch another woman 
other than their wives, but will never touch another woman in an inappropriate manner. True men will only have eyes for their women, for their wives. So ladies, if you're listening to this, I want to throw this out to you. One of the reasons why men look other places is because, I'm just going to be honest with you and frank. Some of you won't like this, but I'm just going to tell you the truth. A lot of men look other places because they don't like what they see at home. And some of you ladies, and I understand, you're married, you know, here's the typical thing that I see, and I've seen many, 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 many times. Man, a woman get, get, uh, they meet, they're attracted to each other physically first, then they get attracted to each other mentally, emotionally, they fall in love, and they get married. They're, you know, the men are usually really lanky and skinny. That's <laughs> just the way men are at that young age. Not always, not always, but often. And the ladies are thin and shapely and thin and gorgeous. You know, and a few kids later and, um, you know, several years later and a few kids, uh, man has pot belly the, and the lady is put on, well, often quite a few pounds. I'll never forget somebody was telling me, he says, yeah, he says, um, he was, he said his wife had gained and he, I thought he said 15 pounds, and he was really frustrated with it. He said, just out, like, out of nowhere, just, you know, she just lost track of herself, and she lost 15, and she gained 15 pounds, and, but he said it like he was really disgusted with her, you know, like he was frustrated. And I thought, 15 pounds? Well, if, if you're so frustrated over 15 pounds, what is she, like, four foot tall? 15 pounds on a four foot girl would be a lot of weight, but, you know, so I was, I was actually kind of shocked that he would even say that, and I said, 15 pounds? I said it like that, like 15 pounds, like I was shocked. He says, no, 150 pounds. My, I heard 15 originally, but he said 150, 150 pounds, ladies and gentlemen. So let's assume his wife was 120 pounds. I don't know how much she weighed it when they got married. 120 pounds is typical, you know, for the average woman, young, 20-ish, maybe 120, 125. So I'll just even bring it down to 100 pounds, 120 pounds. And then she gains 150 pounds. 150 pounds, ladies and gentlemen. That would make her 270 pounds, almost 300 pounds, okay? That is unacceptable. That, ladies, is unacceptable. Most of you ladies want your men to be romantic, to be cuddly, to say nice things to you, to build you up, to do other things with you and treat you like you're a queen. I hear that a lot. Queen, king. He's my king. He's my, she's my queen. But then you look like that. You look like that. Now, granted, I'm a realist. I, I am truly a realist. I understand 20 years of marriage, three or four kids. You're not going to look like the 120 pound hottie that you did when you walked down the aisle. I understand that. But you don't have to look like the 300 pound, you know, I'll just say that. You don't have to be 300 pounds. You, I mean, that's just ridiculous. And I remember one time uh, being at lunch with with um, a group of people, and most of them were women. And we, or, I'm sorry, it was breakfast. It wasn't lunch. We were at a restaurant. And one of the ladies, they were talking about weight, and they were talking about health and everything. Now, here we are at this breakfast restaurant, and we didn't um, hadn't ordered yet. And they were just, after they looked at the menu, now they're talking about health and what they should and shouldn't eat and this, that, and the other thing. And then the waitress comes and takes our order. And... <clears throat> You know, one lady orders, I'll just have the bacon and eggs or whatever. Normal stuff. I'll have oatmeal and, and toast and whatever. You know, these types of things. And they got to the one lady that was complaining the most. And she was actually one of the larger ladies at the table. And she started, uh, and she was complaining about how she, earlier she was complaining about how she just works so hard, but she still just can't 
lose any weight. She doesn't know what's going on. She eats healthy. She eats right. She doesn't eat bad food. She takes walks and she just can't lose the weight to save her life. She ordered the three egg breakfast with bacon and sausage with hash browns, with uh, the toast and and of course jelly. She ordered some um, um, a French toast to go on the side and of course you put all that syrup and everything on that and when all her food came it was a huge breakfast a huge breakfast with all kinds of carbs and i just stared at her stared at her, and i'm like yeah i could totally tell that you were really trying to lose all this weight you know you were just complaining how you eat right and this is not eating right at all and then what happened she ate all of that and they were still sitting around chatting and drinking coffee and I was completely bored with this conversation anyways but sitting around drinking coffee and the waitress comes by can I get you anything she goes yeah 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 she ordered something else I think it was like crepes or something like that you know of course to share but she ate most of them and I thought you just had those three eggs which is okay the three eggs are perfectly fine great protein and all that the sausage and bacon I'm not a pork guy but still at least it's protein that was okay but then the hash browns cooked in all that garbage grease terrible for you white toast terrible for you with all the processed jellies terrible for you um the french toast again terrible for you all the syrup terrible for you and that was back in the margarine days so in margarine terrible for you and then to top it all off with an extra order of crepes terrible for you and she had the nerve to complain as a large woman that she just can't lose weight and i don't know that her if her husband ever looked any other places but and i would still blame him because he made a vow to her but i would at least understand his desire to i'm not saying he should certainly should not but i understand that desire when your woman that you marry at 120 pounds blows up to 300 pounds i don't know how a man is really attracted to that and i don't understand how a woman can expect their men to be attracted to that so that was a little side note for you ladies maybe it'll help you but men work on being a better husband work on being a better father and if your lady isn't where she needs to be in her weight i want to ask you this are you set the example start eating right yourself and, and just buckle down and do it discipline yourself and do it get into the gym muscle up just a little bit you know what i mean start hanging out with a different higher caliber of of man so you could become like them and then you can showcase to your wife what you would like her to do and what you would like her to become and you can you can even invite her hey um why don't you come to the gym with me you know why don't you do this with me uh, uh hey i invited my coach out to a dinner this week i want to do that let's invite him out and let's go hang out with him and his wife those types of things pretty soon it begins to change the whole atmosphere in you first husband uh father man but then It'll help change the atmosphere in the very home that you live in. And suddenly everybody wants to be a little bit better. But uh, as I said earlier, men are pro protectors because we're still dealing with what can I do to be a better man? What can I do to just be a man and a better man? Learn what it means to be a protector. And if that means, listen, I'm, I've met so many men. I grew up with guns. Okay, I grew up with guns. When I say I grew up with guns, we just, we would hunt with them and we'd go plinking with them and things like that. And never, ever ever once in the home that i grew up in was there ever an accident with those with those firearms never did we ever have to draw one of those firearms on any other human being uh never did we threaten anybody based upon those firearms at all 
They were just part of our life and part of our world. We treated them with great respect, and today I still do. I can be around, you know, somebody showed a picture on, on social media recently, and it was somebody sitting at the counter in a local restaurant, and they had on their side a, uh, a pistol, you know, a, 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 a semi-automatic pistol. And the caption was, would you feel safe with this? 10 feet away from you. And I looked at it at this picture and I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I? Because, you know, again, I respect firearms. I grew up with firearms and all that is never an issue. And so when people ask these questions and you go through the comments, of course I would. I, I own one just like it. Yeah, I would. That's no big deal. I'd bring my own, you know, and then other people. And it always gets me when it's a male that says this. Oh, no, we can't have this. That's toxic masculinity. I would not feel safe with... Listen, you little pansy wuss. You really want to man up. This is what I suggest you do. Okay, I, honestly, I really suggest you do this. You don't have to be a lover of firearms. That's not what I'm saying. You don't have to go buy yourself an arsenal. But find yourself one of those, um, like, firing range, shooting ranges, firing range. Some of them are indoor. Some of them are outdoors, where they will actually go and rent you a firearm rent you a, a pistol, go get a pistol and go down there, rent it. And I'm telling you to rent it so you don't have to go spend, you know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars, thousand dollars to buy it. Go rent it and pop off a few rounds. Have the guy show you, hey, I've never fired a, a weapon before. Show me how to do this. Show me how to do this. And they'll be happy to come down there and teach you how to fight. It, nine times out of 10, it will bring out your inner true man. I'm just telling you the truth. You still don't have to buy a firearm. You still don't have to get into them, but it will teach you something. It will bring something out in you. You will feel powerful in that moment. You will feel like you were a protector. You will feel that if anybody busted into that place at that moment, you could you can take care of not only yourself, protect yourself, but everybody else that's innocent. In that moment, you'll begin to realize why that's so important. And it's not about owning a firearm. I'm not telling anybody out go out there and just start shooting guns and everything like that. That's not what I'm saying. You learn to respect them. You learn how to uh, um, handle them correctly. And you most likely you'll never, ever have to draw it on any human being. Chances are. But you'll at least understand something about yourself and who you are as a man so let me anyways let me finish this so men are providers and okay this is a big one with me because i see all over social media these young people especially many of them males complaining how they'll never be able to buy a house never be able to afford a house they'll never be able to afford the lifestyle that their parents had or their grandparents had and they they need somebody else whether it be a union or um raising minimum wage or something of that nature to help them make it in this world okay i'm gonna all you little boys out there that have that mentality you little boys and i don't when i say that i don't care if you're 14 or if you're 40. if you have that mentality you're just a little boy i'm gonna tell you something grow some and grow up be a man see because what a real man will do will not look to government to help them out a real man won't look to the system to give them a better uh, what we call living wage. A real man won't look even to a union. Now, I'm not against you union workers because sometimes you, you, you take on a job and it just comes with the job. I'm not talking about you guys doing that. 
I'm talking about those who are like, I just can't make it without a union. Oh, I can't make it unless uh, Papa Biden raises the minimum wage. Oh, I just can't make it unless there's somebody else out there that'll make it for me and just pay me to be a wimp. That's Those are the people I'm talking to. A real man doesn't look to anybody else, but to their own strength and their own creativity. They look within first, and then they develop themselves to become very marketable and and invaluable in the workplace. A real man, if they start making $10 an hour, is not going to settle for $10 an hour. Oh, in in the moment they might, but they'll keep working hard to prove themselves. If they need to go to night school, they'll go to night school to improve themselves. If they need to read the books, they will. If they need to watch the other more mature uh, in that same line of work and hang out with them and learn from them, they will. In other words, they will make themselves better. They will make themselves stronger. They will make themselves uh, um, uh, more, again, more marketable, better, stronger, smarter. And, and they will become so valuable that they will be able to go to their boss and say, listen, I want to raise. I've been working here for a year or two years, three years, whatever it is. I'm making $12 an hour now, and I'm doing a better job than that guy over there making $25 an hour. So I expect what he's making. And, and you'll, have, you'll, have, you'll be able to negotiate a much better uh, a paycheck, an hourly wage, because you did it yourself. You didn't have somebody else do it for you. You did it yourself because that's what true men do. They develop themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, intellectually, and they become more marketable. They become more valuable and people are willing to pay, pay you for it. You don't think so sometimes, but they are. You young people have been sold a lie. I can't believe how many of our young people say, we need communism, we need Marxism, we need socialism. That's the only way I'm going to make it. You little pansy, grow up. If you need somebody else to fight for you, you're not a man. Trade in your man card and the things that go with it because you're not using them in any way. Crawl into a corner, put on a dress, and suck your thumb. The real men are not going to need any communism, Marxism, socialism, or any other ism. A real man's not going to even need a union. Now, again, I'm not saying they won't be part of unions. If that's what comes with the job, they won't need the union. They're going to do their job. They're going to work hard, and they're going to get the raises and the bonuses and the promotions. A real man's not going to need the government to boost the minimum wage to give them a living wage because they're going to outpace that anyways because that's what real men do. So I see these little limperists that call themselves men and and they're not marketable. They're not working on themselves in a real world way. They're not building themselves up. It's so disgusting to me. I would say men arise. Come on, let's do something. So anyway, back to this. Let me get back to my list here. Real men. Men are strong, physically strong, emotionally strong, mentally strong. And typically, maybe not always, but typically, they're stronger than the women in their lives. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying they have to be smarter than their wives. There's some very brilliant women out there. Nor do they have to even be physically stronger than their wives. Okay, I see some of the ladies at the gym and they're lifting more weight than I am. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about having that inner strength that when everything else is crumbling down around them, they don't crumble. That when their wives have a bad day, they, as men, stand as pillars and they stand strong and become that strength for their wives. So that even when they're, you know, when everybody's going through something emotional, they're standing strong. 
I'm not saying again, like I said in my last pocket, that a man can't shed a tear, but they just don't go blabbing like that in front of everybody. They don't break down in front of everybody. They know when to do it, where to do it, how to do it. And they do it because there's health in that and they know what it takes to remain healthy emotionally and mentally, but they're always a pillar for everybody else. They're always strong for everybody else. And they don't have to be the strongest person in the room, but they're strong enough that if things started going south, they can stand up and protect their wives and their children. So men, it's not males, I should say, men, it's not too difficult to really truly become a true masculine man. It's not too difficult to develop your true masculinity. It's really not. It's just about hanging around the right people and making some positive steps towards that. And again, as I said earlier, a true man, he although maybe physically strong, doesn't use that, use that strength to hurt anybody, especially the women and children in their lives, unless they absolutely, well, not with the women and the children, they never do that. But they use their strength to protect others, protect their women, protect their children. And the only people that they would hurt is those who would seek to either hurt them or women or children. They're protectors of the innocent. And they're protectors of the weaker. Now, ladies, I, I'm not throwing you into that automatically. I'm talking about what men become, not what women are in that sense. And men are the are protectors. We're wired that way. We're expected to be that. That's our God-given design. So men, if you can honestly look yourself in the, in the mirror, you know, um, I don't want to get too graphic or too weird on this, but the next time you step out of the shower, men, stand in front of your full body mirror and just take a long, hard look at yourself, top to bottom. And if you can honestly say to yourself, I don't have what it takes to protect my wife or to my children if things went south, then go work on it. If you can look in the mirror Look yourself up and down and be honest with yourself and say, yeah, I can protect my wife and my kids. You're doing a pretty good job. Now sharpen your other skills. Sharpen your other skills. Be a better provider. Be a, bro a better, uh, be stronger emotionally and mentally if you're already physically there. But men work on it. Let's all make that vow together that I'm going to be a better man tomorrow than I was today. I'm going to be a much better man next year than I am today. Ten years, you're not even going to recognize me because I'm going to be such a phenomenal man, phenomenal provider, phenomenal protector. I'm going to be strong physically, emotionally, mentally. And I didn't even touch upon it. Maybe I'll save this for another podcast. But men are supposed, a true man will lead his family spiritually. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the thing that we have pushed off to our wives is actually our job. True men are the leaders in the home spiritually. And I'll save that for another podcast. You'll have a great day. Thank you again for joining us at Table Flippers. Please check out our merchandise. We have hats, hoodies, water bottles, all kinds of cool things. You can find all of the, our merchandise at tableflippers.com. That's tableflippers.com. And please write me. Please let me know how I'm doing. Write me at gwccrobert. That's one word, gwccrobert at gmail.com. Give me the good letters, give me the bad letters, tell me the great things I'm doing, tell me the bad things I'm doing. I want to hear it all. Have a great day.